Welcome to America's Web Radio. This is Charles Cook, your host of the Immigration Hour, the most listened to immigration podcast. David, in the known universe, as near as I can tell. I haven't been outside the universe. Uh, yeah. So this is the known universe. We know that. We know that we lead there. David, lots of people downloading our show. I appreciate all those listening. Uh, last couple of weeks I was out, David, uh, doing a little uh, little business in Latin America and enjoying uh, the remarkably beautiful country of Peru. Uh, you've indicated, Dave, you've never been to Peru. Uh, if you've never <laughs> been to Peru, you haven't lived. You've got to you've got to get yourself down there. When you, when you and your wife are ready to go on a great vacation, super secure, wonderful food, relatively inexpensive, let me know. We'll get you down there, and we're going to go ahead and uh, uh, have a fun time at Machu Picchu, <laughs> which is just a remarkable experience. But you've got to get in better shape because a little bit of climbing there, the altitude's a little high. Getting better shape. I'm listening. Yeah, I passed yeah, whatever. My stress <laughs> like with flying colors the other day. Is that what it was? Yeah, I did. I, oh, awesome! All the the blockage was gone. Everything. Was well, good. good. Then you're in good shape. Then. Yeah. yeah. Um, I do my ten miles every day. Well, good. Ten miles on the bike. Oh, the bike. Yes, I, mean, I, I I try to get my steps in every day, and I'm usually around five miles or so, unless I have a really good day, and I'll be ten miles. Uh, David, I got to tell you, you know, this week, of course, is the Republican National Convention. And uh, yesterday I was on CNN uh, in Espanol, that's the Spanish version of CNN, talking about the immigration part of the uh, Republican Party's uh, platform. And I, I got to tell you, David, that the more I read this platform, the more I thought, wow, this party has become something very, very different than Ronald Reagan envisioned it and something that uh, is really making it difficult for uh, individuals who may be fiscally uh, close to the party's idea of governance, um, uh, very far from its uh, relatively radical social stance on a lot of different issues, uh, including the economic issue of immigration, because the immigration issue uh, seems to have been taken over, uh, as I've noted in my blogs and on the show before, by the far uh, extremist part of the GOP, those that literally hate all immigrants uh, who are pro-abortion, who want to shrink the size of America and thus shrink the size of our U.S. economy, led by um, the little man himself, Jeff Sessions, um, uh, and uh, Chris Kobach, who everything he touches seems to turn to, uh, turn to dust. But I'm looking at the, the 2016 platform, David, and... Uh, just wondering what you think of this. Uh, this is what it says. Our party is a natural home for those who come in search of freedom and justice. Okay. We welcome all to the Great Opportunity Party. That's the new name, but that's not the grand old party now. It's called the Great Opportunity Party. Uh, unless, unless you did something wrong in your life or you, you 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 don't agree with anything we say, and then you can't be part of the Great Opportunity Party. So here's just a quote. Now, when I say quote, David, I'm actually quoting something, which is different than Melania Trump when she speaks. She quotes it without quoting it. Here's this says, quote, The greatest asset of the American economy is the American worker. And this is in the section of immigration and the rule of law. Our immigration system must protect American families and their wages for citizens and legal immigrants alike in a way that will improve the economy. Okay. So, Republicans who are anti-regulation now take the position that the government must have very strong regulations in the immigration area. Okay. There's no hypocrisy there. Let's just keep going. Quote, 
just as immigrant labor helped build our country in the past, undocumented immigrant labor, but we won't say that, today's legal immigrants are making vital contributions in every aspect of national life. Again, wonderful platitudes. I'm not quoting now, by the way. Wonderful platitudes, but very light on specifics, just like Donald Trump's platform. Quote, their industry and commitment. Now, when you say there, David, presumably there are referring to immigrant labor, which could be document, undocumented, or is it referring to citizens and legal immigrants alike? Um, the there kind of has a misplaced modifier. Don't really know who they're talking about. Well, let's assume they're only talking about legal immigrants, which means that undocumented immigrants have no industry and have no commitment to America. So their industry and commitment to American values strengthens our economy enriches our culture and enables us to be to better understand and more effectively compete with the rest of the world. Not really better understand because they have to speak English and if they speak English then we can't understand the rest of the world. But then we go from there. Quote, we are particularly grateful to the thousands of new legal immigrants, many of them not yet citizens, who are serving in the armed forces and among first responders. So let's be clear, David. The day you graduate from basic training as a legal immigrant, what happens, David? You are sworn in as a U.S. citizen. So, actually, there aren't really a lot of thousands of new legal immigrants serving the armed forces. They'll be, become U.S. citizens. Uh, now, there may be some first responders that are that are not yet citizens, and they don't have the same privilege. Maybe Congress could Congress could pass a law that says if you become a first responder as a legal... Oh, wait a second, David, you know what? You know what the requirement is to be a police officer in America? You have to know? An American citizen. Yeah, you have to be a citizen. So this part of the platform is not based in any reality known to law today in America. Well, I don't think that applies to firemen or to ENTs. I don't know. I think firemen have to be citizens as well. well you know what? We're going to check it during the break, David. Do a quick Google search for Fulton County Fire Department qualification. See if the U.S. citizens have to be a requirement. Um, certainly EMTs probably don't, right? So, so, but we could strike armed forces and police officers. Okay, quote their patriotism again. Are they referring to armed forces or first responders, or to immigrants? Misplaced modifier again. Very poorly written. Chris Kobach must have written this. Their patriotism should encourage all, all of us that are not immigrants or not first responders. A little unclear about that. To embrace the newcomers legally among us. So. By definition, we should reject newcomers who are not legally in the United States. We should reject them. We should we should throw them out. We should cast them off uh, like uh, like the uh, like the Pharisees did of the woman caught. They caught supposedly caught in adultery. Okay, so I get it now. I right, quote: assist their journey to full citizenship except we won't fund English language classes uh, to help people learn English, uh, and help their communities, their communities, unclear about what that means, I mean, they're the, Im- the new immigrants' communities, avoid isolation from the mainstream of society. Wow, David, this is, could you even write more general than this? Is that even possible to some, say something as, as, as less general than they're saying? Quote, we are also thankful, by the way, this is on page uh, 32 of the GOP's 2016 platform. Uh, we, um, we are also thankful for the many legal immigrants who continue to contribute to American society. 
because everybody knows that undocumented immigrants do not contribute to American society. That's what, by duplication, is what this means. So this is this this document is a great job of creating a divide based upon legality. Now here's my question. So if kids are U.S. citizens and their parents who taught them good values, and these kids are in the military, they're in the armed forces, they're in uh, their first responders, but their parents are undocumented, we can't be thankful to the parents, even though they raise these kids, because they're not legal immigrants. I get it now. I get it now. Okay. Uh, actually, I don't get it at all. But next quote. To that end, we both encourage the preservation of heritage tongues Whoa, David, did you hear me say that? We encourage the preservation of heritage tongues. Unclear what that means. Does that mean they, they take the tongues out of people? I mean, is they part of ISIS, or are they talking about language? Uh, and support English as the nation's official language. David, I've got a question for you. Is Do we speak English in America? Isn't, isn't that the official language? Don't, don't we, don't I don't we, know. I, I, it would seem English, Spanish is uh, dial one for Spanish, dial two for English. Really? Do you, ha- I, you can you can you actually first? find any program that says it anywhere? That uh, Spanish is a, or the number English? one? No, you can't find no. It. no. You could say if you want to speak Spanish as as a benefit to our customers who pay us money, push two. But English is always the language you get on there. Let's let's not be kidding ourselves here. Um, and unifying force essential for the advancement of American communities nationals. But we will not create any government programs to help new immigrants learn English. You see the hypocrisy here at all? No hypocrisy here, right? Yeah, I see the hypocrisy here. All right, let's keep going, Dave, because it doesn't end here, David. It keeps going. And this is just, uh, this is enough for a whole show almost. Quote, America's immigration policy must serve the national interest of the United States, which I agree with. You agree with that. I agree with that. should serve it. I guess the bigger question is what comes next. Comma, and the interests of American workers must be protected over the claims of foreign nationals seeking the same jobs. Okay. I, I don't really have a problem with that. I don't have a problem with that. Dave, do you have a problem with that? I don't have a problem with that. In fact, that's currently our system. That's what exists right now for permanent jobs. <gasps> okay, period. Continue the quote. With all our fellow citizens, all of them, Okay, not David. They, they, they mean you, by the way, because you part of us, and I must be me. We have watched in anger and disgust the mocking of our immigration laws by a president who made himself superior to the will of the nation. Well, I, David, I just that brings me to tears. It's so beautiful. I mean, I, I just want to go. My God. We've got to have Donald Trump as president because Donald Trump will never mock anything. Oh, wait, he does mock other people. Yeah, that's true. And he does mock some laws and he mocks his own family, uh, mocks his competitors, does tell us to lie all the time. All right, well, let's forget about Donald Trump for right now, but let's focus on Obama here, who made himself superior to the will of the nation. Wow. What is the word that exists when you take your opinions, uh, which are likely a minority opinion, and make it the will of everybody? What do they call that? I'll have to think about that word for that. I'm sure some of our listeners know the word for that. Um, uh, Presumptuous, Talvez, perhaps? All right, next, quote, We stand with the victims of his policies 
especially the families of murdered innocents. Okay, a little unclear who that is. Uh, illegal immigration endangers everyone. Oh, 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 okay. So this is about Obama who literally reduced the Border Patrol, did not spend all the money allocated by Congress, did not deport 3 million people. That, that, that's who we're talking about here. Um, wow. That's amazing. That's amazing. Oh, wait a second. He did do all those things. So I'm a little unclear. Again, Dan, a little unclear here. If Obama spent every dime Congress allocated, and likely some more, on immigration enforcement, and he did deport 3 million people, um, then what is he to blame for? I'm just curious. What is he to blame for on immigration? This isn't, is, wait, 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 I have a question. Who, who controls Congress last few years? Who controls the budget process? Oh, that would, that would be the GOP. Huh. So are they, by extension, pointing the finger at themselves by saying we're wholly incompetent in funding the enforcement of immigration law as we deem it appropriate because we know by doing so we will literally destroy the American economy. Maybe maybe that's what they mean. A little unclear. Uh, maybe we can figure some out from there. Maybe there. So, um, illegal immigration endangers everyone, comma, exploits the taxpayers, although we know from a recent article that that's not true, comma, and insults all who aspire to America, enter America legally. Okay. Uh, I, I don't disagree that illegal immigration is not a good thing. Um, but I also think we have to come to an understanding of what illegal immigration... What do you mean by illegal immigration? What do you mean by exploit the taxpayer? What do you mean about the line? So we won't fix the immigration system so people can come legally. We will not help families who are dual citizen families merge together and stay here uh, so we can use it as a demagogic tool to uh, control people's feelings on the issue, um, but we're not going to fix it. Let's take a break on our analysis of the GOP platform on immigration written by Chris Kobach, uh, he who touches everything uh, wilts to stone, uh, and uh, Jeff Sessions in a minute here on America's Web Radio. Si usted tiene problemas con inmigración o asuntos que tiene que arreglar, llama a los abogados de Cook Immigration Partners. Somos en su lado. Tenemos más de 50 años de experiencia haciendo las leyes de inmigración y defendiendo a los inmigrantes. Llámenos hoy a las 404-816-8611, a las 404-816-8611 o al www.immigration.net. This is Daryl Pullis inviting you to listen to America's Homegrown Veggie Show right here every Saturday morning at 10 Eastern Time. Great guests, great tips, and valuable information about growing your own vegetables, fruits, and herbs. Don't be hoodwinked by the left who wants you to believe the fairy tale that we can power America on butterflies, rainbows, and pixie dust. I'm Marita Noon. Get the truth about energy on my show, America's Voice for Energy, only on America's Web Radio. Cook Immigration Partners is your passport through the immigration maze. Whether it's help with e-verify in your business, or help in how to document a new employee under the new I-9 rules, or if you marry a foreign national, Cook Immigration Partners is your best choice for a legal advocate. Call us today at 866-286-6200. That's 866-286-6200, or visit us on the web at www.immigration.net. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com. 
the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. Welcome back to America's Web Radio. By the way, David, I didn't give you a garden update, but I haven't been to my garden in a week. So I did pick some tomatoes last week, and they were good. But the reality is, David, I don't have time. <laughs> it's been a bad garden year, bad garden year. I did pull a squash out. I did have a random squash grow in my garden. So I did get one squash out of the garden, and I do have some pumpkin seeds growing in there. My hope is I will get some pumpkins. We'll see. We'll see. I never had luck with pumpkins. Have you ever planted pumpkins? I've never had luck with pumpkins here. Yet the the garden place near my house, they one of these Scottsdale farm places, they put out front, they put all these pumpkin plants. They get these gorgeous pumpkins, these giant plants. You know, the soil's got to be the same, don't you think? There's something going on there. So that's the garden update for the week. Garden is dead. David, did we find anything about uh, the Google search on whether you have to be a U.S. citizen to be a fireman? Don't have to be. You can be an undocumented anything. I, I don't think that's true, but because you have to be a government employee, you have to be employable in the United States. So they do do e verify here in Georgia. So, um, uh, I mean, that says nothing about uh, uh, it's uh, physical fitness. You have to have a high school diploma. High school diploma. That's it. And, uh, that's about it. Well, okay. Well, more power. I have good friends who are firemen. I've got friends who are very dear friends who are police officers, and more power to them. All right, so now we go to the, the next part of the Republican GOP 26 ticketing plat- platform, the most radical departure from a welcoming immigrant platform in the GOP history, one which Reagan would use for toilet paper. All right, the next uh, sentence here. Quote, we oppose any form of amnesty for those who, by breaking the law, have disadvantaged those who have obeyed it. Okay. Um, so here's a question for you, Dave. I was actually in church on Sunday. As you know, I'm a pastor of a church. and I, Somebody was giving a talk, and I was thinking of the particular parable of the uh, laborer. This is the parable where Jesus taught uh, where he hired a guy in the morning to go dig ditches or whatever, hired a guy at 10 o'clock to go dig ditches, hired a guy at noon to go dig ditches, hired a guy at, at 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock, 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock to dig ditches, and sundown came down at 6 he gives a guy at 6 o'clock. Different vineyard. This is a labor. I don't know what there it is. A different, this is, that's not the vineyard story. It's not the talent story. This is the, the laborer story. Yeah, the labor story. Labor story. One, one he, one and he paid the guy that started early one cent. You pay away. I was here all day. Yeah. And you agreed to that wage. And I have the ability to pay you whatever I want to pay you. You know, I can forgive you if I don't want to forgive you. You go to the, the parable of the prodigal son who wasted, he broke every law. He wasted the fight's inheritance. What'd the father do? Welcome them back with open arms. Why? We're required to forgive. So apparently, amnesty is okay. Amnesty is okay if, if you sin, but not if you break the law by, and it's unclear, by disadvantaging those who have obeyed it. A little unclear what that means. The quote, the executive amnesties of 2012 and 2014 are a direct violation of federal law and usurp the powers of Congress as outlined in Article 1 of the Constitution. Quote, uh, that comes from Chris Kobach, uh, who doesn't understand Article 1 of the Constitution. Um, and uh, if, in fact, they were truly executive amnesties, then why hasn't Congress sued to stop DACA? Why haven't they been successful? They did stop DAPA temporarily, only because the Supreme Court didn't rule on it, but that's going to happen here shortly. 
uh, uh, after after Hillary wins the election. By the way, you still have that piece of paper where I say Hillary's going to win the election, right? You still have that written down somewhere. Um, and uh, it'll come back and we'll find out it's not a direct violation of federal law. Interesting stuff. Quote, these unlawful amnesties must be immediately rescinded by a Republican president, period. Well, I don't doubt they would be. I don't think they would be. Uh, quote, in a time of terrorism, drug cartels, human trafficking, and criminal gangs, the presence of millions of unidentified individuals in this country poses grave risks to the safety and sovereignty of the United States, period. Our highest priority, therefore, must be to enforce our borders and all ports of entry and to enforce our immigration laws. Okay. So, what is the fastest, easiest way to identify millions of unidentified individuals in this country who pose a grave risk to the safety and sovereignty of the United States. David, you have the floor. What is the fastest way to do that? I do. And it's called amnesty. <laughs> but we can't do an amnesty because that's in the sentence before that. So we, we can't do an amnesty. So we can't do the most effective, cheapest, and humane thing that carries out the solution to the biggest problem identified here in the immigration platform. Okay? The grave, it's not just a risk, it's a grave risk. Is it a risk? No, no, say it's a grave risk. You, you know what movie is that from? Is there any other kind? <laughs> is there any other kind? That's from two different movies. That's actually from uh, the Tom Cruise Nicholson movie, A Few Good Men. Uh, it's also from uh, the uh, Harrison Ford um, uh, Tom Clancy movie. Where the guy's buddies get blown up on the boat. He was a good friend. No, he's a very good friend. It's a grave risk. Is there any other kind? A grave risk. Um, but you can't do that. So we're going to have to figure out a way that involves spending billions of dollars. And David, how much did we talk about it would cost to deport the millions of unidentified individuals in this country who possess, pose great risk? No, grave risk. Not grave. Grave risk. Is there any kind? See, it was the, the only. We have to spend around $250 billion. David, you are fond of saying, follow the money. Who's going to make that money? Where's it coming from? Good question. Next quote. Our highest priority, therefore, must be to secure our borders and all ports of entry and to enforce our immigration laws. So that's actually three priorities. It's not just one. So first priority, secure our borders. How do you do that? Well, we're going to get it in a second. All and all ports of entry. That's number two. Well, I presume our ports of entry are pretty secure, other than the corruption rampant in the, in the border patrol on the southern border. There is that, and to enforce our immigration laws. All right. If that's the highest priority, David, why isn't Congress putting a budget as that? It's the highest priority. There is there is no other priority. There's nothing. There's nothing literally that's more important than this. Why isn't Congress meeting today to come up with the budget for that highest priority? A Congress controlled by the GOP. I'm just curious, where are they? Do you know what I hear right now, David? And I'm hearing it. Like I hear crickets. Crickets. Nothing. Nothing. Why? Because they don't care. They don't really think it's the highest priority. 
They think they have to put this language in here to appeal to who? The people who hate immigrants. Come on, let's not kid ourselves. We know why this is here, including Chris Kobach, who wrote this crap. Next quote, and I love being able to quote this. That is why, now that, again, misplaced one of that, the, the highest priority, so it's referring to the highest, so our highest priority is why, okay, our highest priority must be that, is why we support building a wall along our southern border and protecting all ports of entry. Now, David, do you know how many ports of entry there are? Uh, I believe there's 36 Class A ports of entry. Class A is the ones that are staffed 24-7. Another 72 Class B and Class C ports of entry, which are not, which are not staffed 24-7. Uh, now, when they say secure, um, protect all... They mean they want guns there? They want rifles? They want machine guns? They want uh, a cyborg? They want something from, you know, Cyberdyne? What are they, what are they talking about? A little unclear about that. The bo- but only on a southern border, because we know... We do not need a northern border fence. So, and it's not a fence, David. I do take it back. I didn't mean to denigrate the wall. The border wall must cover the entirety of the southern border and must be sufficient to stop both vehicular and pedestrian traffic. Okay. All right, so David. I had the pleasure yesterday of watching again a video which I really enjoy watching. Uh, do you know who John Oliver is? John Oliver used to be on The Daily Show. He has his own show now. It's called uh, This Weekend Tonight or something like that. I forget. Or tonight, This Weekend or something. Uh, but he did a 20-minute analysis of the cost of the wall. Of course, a lot of comedy in there. It's a lot of funny stuff. But part of it was serious. So it was Donald Trump starts out by saying they say the wall will cost 10 billion I can get it for 4 billion because he's a magician he's a magician um, and then that's his first statement and then over the course of the next few months the wall gets more expensive and so by the time Donald's done talking about the wall from his own voice he says it'll cost about 12 billion dollars so the question is how much does the wall cost you, you can figure out a wall right David well it's easy you need to know the length and you need to know the height so we know there's about a thousand miles, more or less, that aren't finished because the wall the, the wall does cover all of California already, all of Arizona already, almost all of New Mexico already, and it's really just in Texas where the the wall is not finished, mostly in wildly unpassable areas. So let's say it's a, let's say you get a thousand miles of wall. How high should the wall? If you were building a wall, David, to keep out pedestrian and vehicular traffic. How high should the wall be? Should we use Donald's words? Donald says the wall should be 35 feet tall. He then said the wall should be 10 feet higher. And then he said it should be 60 feet. And then he said 100 feet. But a 100-foot wall is probably unrealistic. So let's go with the lowest possible wall, 35 feet. So now you have a wall, and thickness matters, too. What are you going to make it out of, right? Uh, and he says uh, concrete and rebar. Remember him picking up the kid and say, How, when are you going to build the wall? How are you going to make the wall? So it's going to have concrete reinforced rebar and, and concrete with holders, steel holders, and you got to have foundation. So if you've got a concrete, uh, poured concrete wall with steel holders and a foundation, uh, 35 feet tall by 1,000 feet long, 
that's going to cost around $15 billion at today's concrete prices. Market prices, not government prices, David, market prices. Uh, but then you've got to have a foundation. That'll cost a couple billion dollars to put a foundation in for a thousand miles. And of course, this is in wildly unpassable areas, so you must make a roads. Another $2 billion for the roads. That's another conservative estimate. So now you're up around $20 billion. Um, and then, of course, you've got labor, which is another $5 billion. So $25 billion to build Donald's, the rest of Donald's wall, which is great. It's only $25 billion, except the government has said to maintain that wall will, co- will cost you over the next seven years the cost of the wall. So really to build and maintain the wall during a Donald Trump presidency will cost around $50 billion. Okay, David, let's keep that number in our mind as we're analyzing the, the, the GOP platform here, which, of course, talks nothing about paying for the wall. We're going to be right back on our next segment on the Immigration Hour on America's Web Radio. Si usted ha casado con un ciudadano, o tiene problemas con inmigración, o tiene una oferta de trabajo, llama a los abogados de Cook Immigration Partners. Somos en su lado. Con más de 100 años de experiencia en la ley de inmigración, conocemos la ley y sabemos cómo ayudarle. Llámanos hoy a las 404-816-8611, a las 404-816-8611, o visítenos al www.immigration.net. Obamacare is failing. We all know that, but you need to know why and what you can do to get us back on the right track. Visit us at ObamacareWatch.org. This is Grace Marie Turner of the Galen Institute. Join us at ObamacareWatch.org. Did you miss the show that you really wanted to hear? All of our programs are available for download on AmericasWebRadio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on AmericasWebRadio.com anytime you like. Cook Immigration Partners is your passport through the immigration maze. Whether it's help with e-verify in your business, or help in how to document a new employee under the new I-9 rules, or if you marry a foreign national, Cook Immigration Partners is your best choice for a legal advocate. Call us today at 866-286-6200. That's 866-286-6200, or visit us on the web at www.immigration.net. This is America's AmericasWebRadio.com, the best in chat radio designed just for you. Oh. Hey, welcome back to the Immigration Hour on America's Web Radio. David, it's great to be back again. Um, uh, I did miss being here after being in Peru, but I was on 15 different radio and television shows while I was down there. Uh, and I did mention America's Web Radio if you want to find out what's really going on in America, at least from a GOP perspective. Um, so the next quote is, all right, we've talked about the, the $50 billion wall that Donald's never going to build because Congress is never going to fund it. I mean, that's just the reality. Where are they going to get $50 billion, really? Well, they could borrow from the Chinese. Oh, I, I for, David, I forgot. Mexico is going to pay for the wall. Even the parts of the wall, David, that we have to build inside the border and not on the border. Do you know, David, that the wall, by treaty, cannot interfere with, uh, any construction cannot interfere with the flow of the river, the Rio Grande. And as a result, in many parts of Texas, the wall is actually not on the border. It's actually, it might be a mile inside, it might be half a mile inside. In one part, there's a golf course between the wall and the river. Very interesting stuff. So here's his quote. We insist upon workplace enforcement of verification systems 
so that more jobs can be available to all legal workers. Use of the E-Verify program, dash, an internet-based system that verifies the employment authorization and identity of employees, dash, must be made mandatory nationwide. Well, David, wait a second. I thought, I thought the federal government was only for national defense. So why is Congress now going to get involved in telling you who you can hire? Why should Congress be involved in that? I thought that was an anti-GOP platform. Ah, it, it's only when it's all. Oh, I get it now. I get it now. It's only when it suits their purposes that the federal government should get involved. Uh, not for any other reason, like providing health care for people who might die without it. Okay, I get it now. So, uh, now the thing about E-Verify, David, is one, the president has made it mandatory for any government uh, contractors. Uh, and it is, many states have made it mandatory for any, like Georgia, for any employees with more than 10 employees, and employers more than 10 employees. Uh, but it's not, only Congress can make it mandatory for every employee. So here's my question, David. The GOP's controlled the Congress for four years. Why haven't they done this? Why haven't they done it? Why would they do that? They haven't done anything else. Hey, exactly. Even though they control the whole thing. They don't, they don't do it. Why haven't they done it? Great question. We affirm, quote, our endorsement of the SAVE program, capital S, capital A, capital VA, the systemic, systematic alien verification for entitlements program, that's actually used by states, quote, to ensure that public funds are not given to persons not legally present in this country. And as far as I know, David, every state uses that. Certainly we do in Georgia. Quote, next, we, this is going to be the funny part, we demand tough penalties against those who engage in identity theft, comma, deal in fraudulent documents, comma, and traffic human beings. Okay, good. Great. What are those penalties? But tell us what they are. They don't, you know, this is this is the, the nebulousness of this type of thing. They don't tell you what they really want to do. I believe we should all eat breakfast. Great. But I'm not going to give you breakfast. That's your problem. Quote, the Department of Homeland Security must use its authority to keep dangerous aliens off our streets and to expedite expulsion of criminal aliens. David, i got to tell you a story. Yesterday I got a phone call from a woman... Um, clearly a U.S. citizen on the phone. They came, ICE came and picked up my dad. Really? Why? Well, in 1996, he had a conviction for possession of cocaine. Well, what's your dad's immigration status? He's a permanent resident. Uh, does he have any other convictions? No. Uh, how old is he? He's 65. And where is he now? Well, they're holding him in jail. They tell you why? Because he has a conviction for drugs. 20 years ago. He's a permanent resident. He gets relief, by the way. This is exactly what they're talking about. The dangerous criminals they're talking about is a 65-year-old man with a 20-year-old possession of cocaine charge who has no subsequent or, or prior convictions that they're going to keep in a government facility. You know what that smells of, David? It's your issue. Follow the money. Why are they detaining him? Why are they detaining him? I called ICE yesterday. Why are you detaining this guy? He's got a criminal conviction. Yeah, he's not a mandatory detainee. He's not going anywhere. Put him in deportation proceedings. We'll fix his case. We'll get his green card back. We'll give, he'll be forgiven by a judge. Yeah, we know that, but we've got to keep him detained. Why? Policy. 
You know, this is what they're talking about. They want to do this, but they don't want to fund it. They don't want to fund it. They got to, you know, we, we and I have talked about the mandatory bed counts, right? They have. There you go. That's who they're keeping in these beds. Um, gang membership should be a deportable offense. Okay. Why don't you make it? A, why don't you make a deportable offense? Why don't you do it? You haven't done it. Why haven't you done it? You you control Congress. Why don't you do it? Nobody's going to object to that. Uh, any previously deported is my favorite part. Any previously deported illegal alien, they intentionally use in derogatory terms, who continues to show a lack of respect for our borders and rule of law must be penalized. Quote, that is why we support stiffer penalties, such as a mandatory minimum sentence of five years for any illegal alien who illegally reenters our nation after having already been deported. All right, Dave. How much money are they willing to spend on prisons for five years? David, I had somebody come to my office yesterday. Yesterday, He had been deported in February, and he was back. When did you come back? April. Did you get caught? No. No, that concerns me. I want our borders protected, too. But do you think... And I said, why did you come back? My family's here. I have nobody in Mexico. My whole family's here. I, I have no life there. I've got nothing. I'll just keep coming back if they're going to deport me. So they put him in jail for five years. Okay, who's paying for that and why? I mean, this is what happens when you don't fix the system in a way that benefits people, everybody, not just the, the, the undocumented immigrants, but everybody. You're gonna, you and I are going to spend money incarcerating people who just want to be with their families. We're not talking evil. I mean, there are evil, dangerous people that come back. Yeah, I think those people should be detained and criminalized and put in jail. But here's your reality, David. That's not the best. That's not the vast majority of people. So they want to do this, but heaven forbid we should have a budget item to do that. Next, quote, because sanctuary cities, which are in quotes, violate federal law and endanger their own citizens, unclear how they violate federal law, they should not be eligible for federal funding. That's, that's the federal government's prerogative. You deal with the states on that. Using state licenses to reward people in the country illegally is an affront to the rule of law and must be halted. I assume they're talking about driver's licenses. Because we know in America there's no real bus system in most places, so you have to drive. So states have, some states have decided, look, we're going to give you a driver's license, a temporary driver's license. We're going to vet your back. We're going to make sure you're a, you're a good person other than your immigration status. And we're going to let you drive because I'd rather have you drive and be mandatorily insured so that everybody's protected. And I know that you've passed your test rather than you just driving that license and doing whatever you want to do and killing somebody. So I think that's, uh, that's the argument there. Well, you know, that's not going to have change anything. Quote, in light of both current needs and historic practice, this is where it gets important, we urge the reform of our guest worker programs to eliminate fraud. Wow, David. How successful has the government been in eliminating fraud in other programs? Wildly unsuccessful? Would that be a characterization that would fit? Okay. Improve efficiency, okay, and ensure they serve the national interest. In light of the alarming levels of unemployment and underemployment, gee, that's weird because I know unemployment's lower than it was when Obama took office. It's like 5%. Underemployment, clearly an issue, but how is how are 5 million undocumented immigrants, David, impacting an economy of 175 million jobs. 
How, how is that doing that? I mean, there is no logic. This, this is why people, this is why a lot of immigrants don't support the GOP, because all you feel here is is hatred. You feel being like you're being talked down, like you're being belittled. So, quote, it is indefensible to continue offering lawful permanent residence to more than one million foreign nationals every year. This is the part of the platform that is new. They want to eliminate immigration to America. That is Jeff Sessions' goal. That is Chris Kobach's goal. That all comes out of FAIR, Numbers USA, all these anti-immigration groups. The Center for Immigration Studies, they want to eliminate immigration to America because they want to destroy America. They want to destroy America from the inside. The Supreme Court has, quote, correctly recognized that states have the constitutional authority to take steps to reduce illegal immigration. Actually, they have not recognized that, but certainly Chris Kobach thinks that, and every time he thinks that, they lose. Quote, we condemn the Obama administration's lawsuits against states that are seeking to enforce federal law. Oh, you mean the lawsuit against Sheriff Joe that he lost, that Chris Kobach lost. God, this, this guy really is a piece of work, isn't he? Quote, we support the right of the states to enact laws deterring illegal aliens from residing within their states. I bet you do, Chris Kobach. Um, that's why you're Secretary of State and your state's running into a toilet bowl. And then finally, the last paragraph, David. From its beginning, quote, our country has been a haven of refuge and asylum. That should continue, dash, but with major changes. Major, not minor changes, major changes. Quote, asylum should be limited to cases of political, ethnic, or religious persecution. Hmm. You know what that does if we do that, David? That actually violates our treaty obligations. But that, you know, who cares? We, we don't really need other countries. We're the best country in the world. Everybody's going to listen to us. We, we don't need to, to, to negotiate. No, we don't need to do that at all. Quote, as the director of the FBI has noted, it is not possible to vet fully all potential refugees. That actually is not what he said. And by the way, that the FBI does not do the vetting uh, primarily of refugees. Homeland Security does. Uh, quote, to ensure our national security, refugees who cannot be carefully vetted cannot be admitted to the country, especially those whose homelands have been the breeding grounds for terrorism. So there you go, David. That is the GOP platform on immigration, the most anti-immigrant platform ever written by the GOP. Remarkable in its scope, uh, stunning in its ignorance, and remarkably devoid of specifics and payments for the wild-eyed ideas and the wrecking of the U.S. economy that would occur. Uh, thank you, Chris Kobach. Thank you, uh, Jeff Sessions. I pray that your wet dream of, uh, uh, of a white America never comes true uh, and that your ideas never see the light of day because Donald Trump will never be president of the United States. That is my hope and prayer. 
Uh, David, let's take our break, our final break here on America's Web Radio on the Immigration Hour. We'll be back in a Soy Charles Cook, el jefe del grupo de abogados Cook Immigration Partners. Estoy en su lado. Con más de 20 años de experiencia con la ley de inmigración, conozco cómo ayudarle. Sé la ley y sé que alguna gente podemos ayudar. Llámanos hoy a las 404-816-8611. A las 404-816-8611. O visítenos en el internet. www.immigration.net. Hello, I'm Dr. Mike Karuchak. Have you ever wondered what doctors talk about amongst themselves? If you do, join us on the Doctor's Lounge and hear the doctors' conversations amongst themselves. Join me and my co-host, Dr. Hal Schertz, every Thursday morning, 8 to 9 a.m. This is Dr. George. Join me Wednesday mornings at 9 o'clock for Medicine on Call. On Medicine on Call, we talk about more than medicine. It's about how to take control of your mind, body, and spirit. Cook Immigration Partners is your passport through the immigration maze. Whether it's help with e-verify in your business, or help in how to document a new employee under the new I-9 rules, or if you marry a foreign national, Cook Immigration Partners is your best choice for a legal advocate. Call us today at 866-286-6200. That's 866-286-6200. Or visit us on the web at www.immigration.net. This is America's Webradio.com, the best in chat radio designed just for you. Welcome back to the final segment here on the Immigration Hour on America's Web Radio. David, a new poll has come out from the mainstream media. I know you're a huge fan of the mainstream media. Uh, this would be the ABC News poll, which said this. Most Americans reject Donald Trump's proposal to build a wall along the U.S. border of Mexico and his support for deporting those in the country illegally. Um, interesting. Um, when it comes to Trump's proposal to build a wall on the border, six in ten Americans oppose the idea. Similarly, six in ten Americans favor providing a way for immigrants who are in the country illegally to become U.S. citizens. So here's my question. If the GOP platform reflects the will of the majority of Americans but does not reflect the will of the majority of Americans, which is wrong, the GOP platform or the will of the majority of Americans? That is a question that I think Chris Kobach will never answer. Uh, and uh, will simply say that, of course, because it's a poll that came out from the mainstream media, it cannot be trusted. And his own private secret poll, in which he asked three of his closest friends about it, they all say we should deport everybody who's undocumented. Interesting. Get this, 44% of Republicans favor a path to citizenship for immigrants in the country illegally. Hmm. Even of Trump supporters, 38% support a path for that. Well, that's, uh, that's really remarkable. That's really remarkable. 33% of his supporters don't favor the wall, but they support him anyway. It's the most important issue. And here's what I don't get, David. They talk about immigration as if it's the issue that controls the whole election. And we know that's not, you and I both know that's not true. I mean, you've got 35 million immigrants in America today, many of them have naturalized. Uh, got 11 million undocumented people, probably two-thirds of them in the workforce, let's say 8 or 9 million in the workforce, in a workforce of 170 million people. You know, how are they negatively affecting the economy? I, I just don't get it. I just don't get it. You know what it is, David? It's easy to blame people who can't vote uh, for their problems. They came out and he said, you know what? All those people in Georgia, they're costing us too much money. They're terrible people. Uh, we need to kick them out of the union. 
Georgia comes out and votes against you, you lose. So when you can vote, you have power. When you can't vote, it's easy to trivialize somebody, and that's exactly what's happening. Um, um, Here's what's interesting. Mark Wecker, a car salesman from Redding, California, called a border wall stupid because, quote, it's a lot of money and it's not going to keep them out if they want to get in. Three-quarters of Latinos, two-thirds of African-Americans, and more than half of whites favor providing a path to citizenship. Um, so it's really a remarkable number where um, um, uh, Trump's main policy proposal, the only one he's actually been specific on, really, is one that's opposed by a big majority of the Americans. If 60% of Americans supported anything, including, for example, getting rid of Obamacare, we'd get rid of Obamacare tomorrow. But that's not the case, because 60% don't oppose that. Um, I am um, I'm just flabbergasted by this, because, David, I've been a Republican my whole life, but I can't support a platform like this. This is just, it's nonsense, it's drivel. Uh, and if the rest of the platform is like this, how can you support a candidate? How can you support somebody who's, who purports to be, this is his policy? Uh, yeah, I am reminded over and over again, we even talked about it on this program, David, early on in our shows, back in the in the aughts, in the 2000 aughts, um, where uh, I remember um, Bush and um, uh, who is his sidekick, the guy with the glasses, the campaign dude, um, not Cheney. Who's, uh, who's Bush's uh, campaign guy, David? Uh, Crow Rove. He told the then leading anti-immigrant, uh, Tom Tancredo, that his shadow would never darken the doorstep of the White House again. Uh, and yet here they are. Here is Tom Tancredo and all his, and all his di- progeny coming out and saying, you know, we, we now control the GOP. Stephen King came out yesterday uh, and said... Uh, and literally, in a moment of pure white supremacy, uh, essentially said, everything good in the world came about because of white people. That's what he said on CNN yesterday. Um, remarkable amount of ignorance, uh, and yet understanding that you cannot, you will not win future elections unless you, unless you appeal to, to, to folks that aren't white. There aren't enough old white men in America today to get elected. The other day a poll came out, David, and said that uh, Trump's unfavorability rating with women, Republican women, was underwater by 20 points. That's a group that Romney carried by like 30 points over his opponent. And Trump is underwater 20, 20. You literally, if you don't have minority participation at a certain level, and you don't have white women in your corner, you have zero chance of winning. Why does why do people in the GOP think that this candidate is in any way, any way qualified to be president of the United States? Um, David, one of the last things I want to talk about, of course, and I can't let this go by, it's the Trump Pence logo. <laughs> I just can't can't get by uh, the Trump Pence logo. Did you see that roll out on Sunday morning when they announced it? It was, um, let's say, graphic, with a big T and a big P. Uh, but here's the thing, David. What does TP stand for? Toilet paper. Who didn't? These, is this the same people that vetted Melania's speech? <laughs> There's clearly either not enough people working for Trump, which is probably the case. 
he's probably grossly understaffed for a national campaign, or they're wildly oblivious to American society in the 21st century, which I guess, given their platform, would might actually be the case. Uh, now, today's Tuesday, David. This will be up, I assume we'll have this up today or tomorrow, this, this show on, online. Um, what's on the platform for tonight? Do you remember who's speaking tonight at the, at the GOP convention? Uh, it ends Thursday, right? Thursday is when Trump speaks. Uh, and then you've got, uh, so Pence must speak Wednesday night. So tonight they probably have um, some congr- Is Is Paul Ryan going to speak? You think so? I know he gaveled it. I mean, he gaveled it in the session, although apparently he waved a terrible towel from Pittsburgh to gavel in the session in Cleveland. I don't, I, I don't know what that was all about. I don't think he understands football very well. Um, but we've got a situation here at the GOP where they have a, they have a conference, a, a convention, that is becoming a laughingstock of conventions. The yesterday's floor fight, uh, last night's plagiarism, um, the blaming of Melania for the speech. Really, Paul Manafort came out today, the campaign manager, and blamed Melania for, for, for that. Think about that. You're blaming the candidate's wife? I think your tenure is short. <laughs> I think your tenure is really, really short uh, in this process. So, David, other than that, on immigration, we've got uh, other fun stuff coming up this next week. Uh, we're going to talk next week about uh, the Democratic platform which is being written now when you speak. And, David, I promise we will also taunt to the Democrats. Will you, will you at least help me do that next week? you, you got to help me taunt the Democrats because surely there will be crazy butt stuff in theirs as well. Again, likely be equally devoid of paying for their grand plans and ideas. But this, this particular platform, i got to tell you, is wildly devoid of any real substance and goes from platitude to platitude to platitude without providing any connection to the reality in which you and I live in. Um, and um, I would love I would love to get somebody on our show that could defend that platform. Wouldn't that be fun to talk to them? David, can you reach out to see if you can find somebody who will defend the GOP platform on immigration? Unfortunately, I only know rational people uh, so I don't know anybody who might be able to do that. But perhaps your circle of influence includes people who aren't quite as rational and might be able to defend this platform. Would you reach out and try to find somebody? No. I wouldn't know where to start. Exactly right. I wouldn't know where to start either. I, um, I wouldn't even insult anybody by saying the insane asylum uh, because I think they'd probably do a better job explaining that than, than, than anybody in the party could. Um, other than that, David, it's a great week. We're looking forward to uh, our, our next show. I'll be in Utah this weekend uh, roasting up uh, my mother-in-law for her 80th birthday. It'll be fun to, to praise her. She's an amazing woman. And uh, we'll have all the kids, the grandkids, and, the, and I think she's got 20 great-grandchildren that'll be there as well at her, at her birthday party. And she's so as fit as a fiddle. Has Clinton even taken a stand on immigration? Oh, yeah. Yeah, actually, you'll see next week. It's um, pretty aggressive and... Um, We'll we'll look at in detail about that, but yes, yeah, she has spoken widely about the immigration issue. Uh, she just doesn't get the press about it because she's not talking about building a wall. Because walls don't make good neighbors, David. Oh, she's going to build hedges. A hedges, hedges make good fences. I thought she was going to build a bridge. bridge. That's right, bridge. More bridges. I thought it was hedge, bridge, hedge. I get those two things confused. <laughs> I thought a hedge would be a good thing, a shrubbery. Shrubbery! 
Well, just think if they if they did shrubbery, they could put Christmas lights on it. Kumbaya, baby. It's all about kumbaya. This is Chuck Cook uh, on immigration. Have you any comments or questions? Or you'd like to be on our show? Email me at chuck at immigration.net or email David at david at com, and we'll be able to get you on the show. We'd love to hear your point of view. Uh, until next week, this is Chuck Cook, your host of the Immigration Hour on America's Web Radio. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening.